0: On this week's episode, we welcome Elijah Rutledge.
1: We have the Rutlands on the day. Elijah um, creates art through tennis shoes. He paints tennis shoes. Now, he gets paid a lot of money for his tennis shoes, $800 and on up. But, you know, his father, who's an accountant, who has a... Uh, Education Academy in Macon, Georgia, and his wife, who is Elijah's mother, is also a lawyer. So they come from a very accomplished, educated family. So our conversation today is with um, Elijah and his father. Elijah, first of all, I want you to tell our national audience exactly what it is that you create, that the marketplace has responded to in, in an overwhelming way.
2: I would say from the surface level, I, I create art on tennis shoes. Um, but the real thing that I believe I do is I tell stories um, through art. And sh- shoes just happen to be my canvas of choice um, because I am a shoe collector myself. You know, I love uh, tennis shoes, fashion, uh, th- that type of thing. But uh, the main thing I do is, is tell stories um, through art.
1: And, and you tell these stories because there was a time when you know, when you were in private school and you had to wear uniforms, the only thing that you could wear that could express your personality were the shoes you wore. And so, while you liked the Air Force shoes, you wanted to create your own kind of shoe, but when you went to your parents and asked them to make that investment, he said, no, I'll invest in Nike stock, but I'm not gonna buy you those expensive shoes. But that turned out to be a blessing for you.
2: It Definitely turned out to be a blessing mainly because it created the drive for me uh, to do something on my own. Um, And and it started from an extremely young age. I I think we had that conversation when I was about, like, six or seven um, when he first told me about the Nike stock. So because I didn't have what I wanted, it gave me the drive to create something completely from scratch that, you know, at at the time I didn't really know what I was doing. I I didn't go into it with any expectations, and I think not going into it to make a certain amount of money or to, to reach a, one particular goal, um, it, it always kept, the, kept it fresh um, and that's
1: kept me going. But as a young boy, you had a fascination with comics, whether it was Spider-Man, Superman, and you would draw. You sort of put that on hold for a while until much later in your life, you realize, ah, you had an aha moment. You could create the same kind of artistic value With tennis shoes.
2: So drawing, you know, I've always done it. You know, from my earliest memories are of me drawing. Um, You know, luckily my mom, I think, I think her her being an attorney helped because you know she documents everything. She, all all my earliest drawings from preschool, uh, she still has, and uh, that passion for drawing, you know, I still have today. So, so between like elementary school and me painting my first pair of shoes in the tenth grade between that time like, I always drew. Um, I think another thing that made me want to draw is, I was a lack of superheroes and comics and uh, characters that look like myself. Um, and so kind of having that as an added bonus uh, to create, that's something that I bring back to the storytelling um, in my art now. So I always make sure it's all, always positive
1: rep- representation. How important has it been for you to have the unconditional support of your parents?
2: It's been extremely uh, important. Um, you know, I always say, you know, both my parents are entrepreneurs, I, and I think, I, I didn't realize it at the time, um, but throughout my whole life, like, they've been at, you know, everything I, I've ever done, any program, or, uh, you know, I used to play baseball as a kid, like, they were at all my games, took me to practice, paid me off for school, and I realized that by them being entrepreneurs gave them the freedom and the time to be able to be involved in my life. And I think that's something that I've really been able to appreciate now myself um, as an entrepreneur. Uh, having the freedom uh, and the time to to kind of make the decision, the
1: decision that I, I want to
2: make. And they set the foundation for but that. But they
1: also had expectations with, for you. They also knew of all the hobbies that you had and how cre- ever creative you were, and the education was important. You had to do well in school. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. that, before anything, e- even art, you know, uh, that expectation was always there. Um, we said, like, when my sister got a little bit older. Um, we were kind of, she's two years younger than me, so um, when we got to a little older age, we said have, like, great competitions in the house, like, you know, who, who could get the highest GPA. Um, I remember, like, one of our first, I think the first video game we ever got in the house, we got because I had to get our A's, and my sister had to get our A's for the, for the whole year for us to get, it was we, um, to get our first game. So, so kind of that, that motivation for education and the, the, the notion that we had to be excellent in
1: education. Competition and education in the household. Charles, how do you, I mean, obviously we're just seeing Elijah, but all three of your kids, Are overachievers they're very talented how do you mind that in a household how do you develop it Uh,
0: it it starts with expectations children do what you expect them to do by and large Um, i wouldn't even call them overachievers it's our duty to maximize our potential each of us and we just always encourage and support uh, as best we can our children in maximizing their potential. And so we've, we've been blessed. Uh, as any parent who's watching knows, if your children are doing all right, as a parent, you're doing all right.
1: So, you know, you told this story about how you felt like you became the man uh, when you started making money from the sneaker business. And you were able, a simple thing, to order pizza, not ask your parents for money and pay for it.
2: I actually was just t- talking to my sister a couple of days ago, um, like about that moment. And, and I think even for her and my little brother, that kind of opened their eyes too. Because you know, before, um, pretty much if you wanted to do anything, you had to ask mom and dad for money. And you, you know, some, <laughs> I remember sometimes I used to send my sister to ask for me. Um, <laughs> so so when, when I got to a point to where I didn't always have to do that every time you know, we wanted to do something, um, I think it, it made our bond stronger, like me, uh, my brother and sister. And then it, it just showed them, I think, just a possibility, like, if I can now order my own pizza, it's like, what else can I do? Um, and I think that that feeling of just independence, even though you know, now it seems small, but that, that's something that uh, always kind of keep in the forefront uh, to remind me.
1: Talk about the discipline of what it is that you exactly do and what goes into actually producing a product that the marketplace will pay for?
2: I mean, discipline is is a huge, a huge thing. Um, And I think what it really comes down to is just being in tune with what people want. Um, I I think, you know, my mom always says, I'm very deliberate, like about what I do. And I'm able to kind of merge my own personal thoughts, my personal design style with what's relevant at the time. I think blending those two together, while also making sure that, you know, the, the quality of my design is there, the quality of the work is there, and that it's something that somebody can actually wear, because um, the main thing I do is wearable art, whether shoes, you know, a jacket, a hat, a shirt, uh, whatever it is, um, and, th- and that, like I said, that, that goes back to the uh, expression that we mentioned earlier um, when I was in uh, elementary school. Where shoes was the only thing you could really have to express yourself, um, so being in tune it, it, it always lets you be a reflection of what's going on at at the moment, and I think we can reflect what people are feeling they'll they'll always um, come back to you
1: you know it's interesting um how sometimes art is from the pun as something to pursue in school or in college, but sometimes I think. Art is not always defined uh, as a career, because if you think about it, and I think you've said this before, everything is art, everything around us, everything was created, even though God is the creator. He has a, gives us the ability to discover his creation. Um, but talk about art and how people need to embrace art and how it opens you up to experiences and success stories and uh, financial wars that sometimes that's almost unimaginable
2: yeah um you know like i said art is li- quite literally in everything um everything was created by somebody everything was designed by either somebody or, or a group of people um I, I think maybe historically uh especially when it comes to college like with the rising cost of it um you know people tend to want to go for the safest bet which might be like a more traditional career like a you know lawyer accountant um doctor stuff like that but i think people kind of uh wouldn't really focus on the arts as much, because there's so many different ways you can, you can go down with it. Um, but I think art is, is, is such a freeing uh, career, um, because like you you can literally create anything you want. Like like my dad showed with, with the with the drawing I did in 2013. Then I later created it on paper. Um, I literally like had the idea in my mind. Then when I got the shoe, like I brought it to life. And I think you know uh like with kids, for example, like their everybody's first expression is art before you know you're able to write my name, you know I was drawing uh before I could you know spell spell a sentence, put a sentence together in preschool, I was drawing spider man Because um, like i would, I would watch a movie um see it in my head, and draw it on paper um, you know, you see kids dancing like straight out the womb, when they're first learning how to walk like art it's more than just drawing it's it's, it gives you the freedom to express yourself express ideas that you otherwise might not be able to so
1: let's talk about the character
0: Um, you you know there there's one quote in particular that greatly influenced me as a parent and it's attributed to Jacqueline Kennedy uh, who said if you mess up raising their children, the rest of what you do in life doesn't really count. Uh, and I, I embrace that concept and that idea when Elijah, my firstborn son, was, was, was given to me. And we've, my wife and I have carried that through. Uh, you know, we have three children. And our firm belief is if you mess up raising your children, the rest of what you do in life doesn't count. Uh, it is the most important thing that, that, that you can do.
1: You know, talk, talk about when you really realized, both of you, that you had a business that could just change your entire lives. I mean, you talked about the story when you sold your first pair of shoes. Um, you sold them for $35 back in, what, um, 2014. And if you were to sell that same shoe today in 2022, uh, it would be almost $800. Talk about that, what people are willing to pay for, if the creation moves them.
2: It's kind of been like a progressing thing. Um, I I wouldn't say there was one particular moment where I realized that this could be a career. Um, But definitely uh, kind of seeing how people reacted to my work just over the years, seeing how how you can really represent, um, whether it's an an idea, a group of people, And how, just how people are, uh, just how people react to the work I do, Um, it's showing me that there's there's a huge lane and there's a huge need for it. Uh, You know, it's not many many young black men or or women um, in in the in the art space that I'm in. And I think one of my main goals is to either inspire or just show people that that. that there's room for more, um,
1: you know, success isn't fun when you're the only successful person in the room. How do you keep up with the supply and the demand? Now all the volume, so many people buying your product.
2: I've had to be a little more selective about, you know, the work I take on. Um, I'll say definitely when I was, you know, fifteen, sixteen. Anybody wanted anything? Of course. I, I, I was, <laughs> I, I would do it, um, which I, I think helped because I started before I needed to. So I you know I had time to essentially had time to burn and, and uh build that creative muscle. Um, so now that you know now I have you know car insurance and you know rent you know responsibilities and, and stuff, I can uh spend less time kind of in the in the factory per se, um, and I can create projects that sustain me longer. Um, so that I can focus on.
1: What about all the brands that are associated with him now in uh, uh, and, and the product? How, how do you manage that? Uh, I mean, you have fathers who manage it well. You have some fathers that sometimes can go over the top. It can be very controlling. How do you manage that to make sure while you give him his freedom and make sure that he's not exploited uh, at the same time?
0: Right, it, it's a delicate balance. You, you mentioned the brands. Uh, one of the most uh, well-known brands, I think, for your listeners that he's working with now is Pohanka, the automotive giant. And uh, Elijah was recently named their brand ambassador, national brand ambassador. And if I can use uh, the vernacular, tricked out a pair of uh, uh, sneakers uh, w- with Pohenka uh, that, that will be featured this weekend at uh, uh, SneakerCon.
1: How does it make you feel when you see that you created this, man? I mean, mean, you're 23 years old, it's...
2: The signature is something I, you know, I include all my hand-painted art, and I think that's what takes it from being just just a shoe to being art.
1: It's your stamp? Yeah. It's it's your stamp. What has been most rewarding and most challenging for you in this creative space, in this sneaker space?
2: i will say the most rewarding thing is when I talk to other, uh, whether it's people older or younger than me, like when when people say, like, "Wow, I, I never thought this was possible," um, because cause like I said, like I I didn't I didn't start painting to start a business, um, and I think through my work I've been able to, to show people that, so, like show people what can happen when you follow your passion, um, because throughout my journey like I've met a lot of people who said, "No, you know." Oh, I, you know I always loved to draw. I used to want to be an artist, but you know I didn't think I could do it. So I, I, you know, I became, you know, something else. Um, so I think just showing people that th- there's plenty of lanes in art, whether you, you know, it's drawing, you know, photography, videography, you know, dance, singing, um, just showing people that it's possible.
1: You know, it doesn't seem as though your overhead was substantial when you first started this business. Did you have to borrow money from your parents? How did you finance
2: it? It's something that I'm extremely grateful I did. I started when I had no liabilities. So I you know, I was living at home, like I, I was between fourteen and fifteen at the time, so um I didn't have to pay for anything. Uh so so if I remember like the first shoes I bought, you know, I, I probably had maybe birthday money or um you know, you get twenty dollars here and there or five or you know just 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 doing uh, you know just a little kid money um and i was able to turn that like the shoes from goodwill were maybe a few dollars um and then i also started by painting like oh shoes I i had outgrown um so so luckily like i said my mom she's a documents and files and everything so she still had a lot of my old shoes you know from like elementary school earlier middle school um so a lot of my first shoes were those the old ones i had um then eventually like i, I got a pair for my sister I, I painted a sign for my little brother um my dad had some old shoes around the house so so i had to be like really uh really creative even with what i like how i was getting started because you know i I knew you know my parents wouldn't uh you know just, just give me whatever i wanted um and like i said i had, had to be creative i had to figure out a way to uh take what i had and turn it into something bigger um, so so getting started definitely when i had no overhead no liabilities is what really propelled me um, to where I am now.
1: What do you say to parents who has a prodigy uh, in their midst? Is anything more special that you have to get more attention? Does it require more? What do you say?
0: That's a great question. Uh, The the first challenge as a parent is to recognize that that child is a prodigy. Um, Recognize the gift. And then secondly, get in a position where you can support it. I had to grapple with the idea that the world I grew up in and the world my parents prepared me for is not the world that he's going to live in.
1: Thank you for joining us on another episode.